You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. Today is part two of how to start a podcast. Last week, we did part one, and you can go back and listen to that episode where we went over podcast goals, the tech, and production questions from my dear friend who is thinking of starting a podcast. All of her questions were just too much to fit into one episode. So today, we are talking post-production using your content once you've recorded it, and marketing your podcast. How do you release podcast content and promote it? How do you repurpose what you are creating? And how do you get people to know about your podcast and listen in? You know, and I'm realizing all of these questions are episodes in and of themselves. You know, it's so much to think about when you're just starting out and even as you're well into the thick of it. But I let everyone in on a few secrets that I've learned during my time podcasting on how it all gets done. The long game is how to start a podcast, part two, post-production and marketing. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game? That's my approach to business. You gotta show up, you gotta do the work, and there are no quick fixes for long-term success. It takes creativity, it takes strategy, and it takes listening to the voice inside you. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, bringing you real-world business-building experiences, conversations with creators who are out there doing it now, and ideas to spark the energy in your own business. And along the way, We're going to have a little bit of fun as well. So thanks for being here and let's get to today's episode. And welcome back to the Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano, and this is part two of How to Podcast. I have my guest, Sue Winkler, with me, who is the co-owner of Soma Vayu Garden Yoga and Cultural Wellness Center in Highland Park, New Jersey. And If you missed episode one, go back and listen to it. We went over all the basics. You know, Sue is interested in starting a podcast. So I said to her, why don't you just put your questions together and ask me and we're going to record it because everybody else has these same questions. So, you know, we've already talked about the production ideas and time and how many episodes we've talked about equipment needed. We've talked about the process of creating a podcast, like how does it get out to the world even? So we've talked about all of that kind of stuff and it was more of a production episode to answer those questions. And we're separating it into two because we're gonna get into the marketing ideas now and some of these content ideas as well. And um, Sue is asking me the questions and I'm answering. So. <laughs> Welcome back. Awesome. So, Thank I'm like... you so much for having me again. This has been uh, great and so informative and just working with you, my dear friend for, gosh, I'm, I'll age myself if I tell actual years, but a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so we college right. kids. Seriously, we go way back. Yeah, so <laughs> wonderful to be working with you. And um, yeah, so thank you for all the information on the production side. But on the marketing side, you know, you started to give me a lot to think about because very much like you, my very first thought was just, I feel like I have so much that I kind of want to share and I'm not one to sit and write a book or write a blog or write about it. And so 
I thought, you know, a blog might be a good vehicle for that. And as well, we have our new um, yoga cultural wellness center here in Highland Park. And within that context, I also want to start to kind of create some content. So I feel like like my end results or purposes, I feel like there's multiple and kind of want to talk through that a little bit, right? Because there's the piece that is just letting folks know about our center, about what we have to offer, and to try to bring clients to our center. But then there is also the question around monetizing it. And is there a way to kind of create content and kind of buckets that people can subscribe to? And that way you're also, you know, bringing in income for that. So yeah, just there's a lot of possibilities with that. And then we'll talk about because then that gets into where do you want to maybe repurpose the content. But let's just start with the first part. Okay. And my first thought, I want to talk about what it means to like monetize the content because as you were talking, I was like, oh yeah, you're, you're even going deeper than what I, like I was saying one thing and you even took it to another level, which is great. It was monetization of your podcast can mean multiple things. It can mean people walking in your door at your physical space because they heard this and, and that is an outreach of content that's reaching out and bringing them in. So in that case, you could monetize doing it that way. You could also monetize, we talked in the last episode about like a membership site. If you wanted to pay people, uh, have people pay for a subscription, you could do different episodes where you're interviewing experts and even hosting meditations that people are paying a monthly fee for. So. I use that term generally, like, do you want to monetize it as opposed to just saying, hey, I'm just doing this to do it, but there's different ways to monetize it. So I love that you brought that up for us. So, you know, I think when it comes to thinking about that, you do have multiple talents going on in your space. And a lot of us do. We are, we might say, hey, I'm a coach of this and I also do that, right? So that's where you're really thinking about your topic and like, what do you want to produce? And just like everything else that we do in the digital world, like this is malleable. No one is going to be like, you can have different segments. No one's going to hold you to it. Like, Sue, you started out talking about this and now you're talking about that. Like what? You know, like there, you know, it's all about your creative process and people being on the journey with you on that creative process. You know, you build an audience of people who like to come and take your classes. They like what you have to say. You're calming to them. All of that, you do that in this format. And what's cool about this format too, is that it goes beyond your local. And so in terms of thinking about monetization, it gives you another opportunity to reach wider than your local. You can totally market locally with this and internationally as well. And that's why it's good to think about like, hey, what am I trying to do with this? Or, you know, and here's a perfect for instance, I'll give it in another way that isn't, say you set up a retreat somewhere. You might set up a retreat with our dear friend in Italy, right? And it's a yoga retreat in Tuscany where she's also going through olive farms and all a beautiful week there. And we're going to link to Tuscan wellness as well here because she does these. 
So just as a for instance, but that your international audience who follows your podcast could come to that, right? Because right? that's not just like, hey, come to my class here in New Jersey, right? right? So it's what is the vision of your business? What are the offers? There's different and what you want to talk about. I think, you know, we use that term thought leader sometimes. Like you can be a thought leader in your industry and people can follow you and not have to show up physically in a class. Right. Right. Okay. So much to think about. This has been so wonderful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, so based on that, and if I know that there's ways to possibly like repurpose the content, right? So when you create a podcast, okay, you have your 15 minutes, 35 minutes, hour, however much of content on that topic. Do you or do you recommend or have any recommendations on kind of how you can then repurpose that for other platforms, whether it's making real? Yeah, 100%. I don't know. And yeah, 100% because so much effort goes into creating it right? that you want to have it live in different arenas. So a natural is social media, number one. And you have to take into account too, are you just doing audio? Are you doing audio and video? And there is no wrong answer in whatever approach you want to take, however you want to do it. And there are ways to repurpose it, whether it's just audio or whether it's audio and video as well. So yes, you want to be able to use this. If you're doing a half hour conversation, like by all means, cut a clip of 30 seconds and make an audiogram that goes on social media. Or if it's a video, make a short, you know, a short form video, whether it's for YouTube shorts or for TikTok or Instagram reels, those type of things. Now, I'm going to tell you that takes skill and time and all of that. And like one of the best things I can recommend in that, I'm talking to myself now here, <laughs> is... <laughs> you know, is building in the systems in your business, right? Who is doing that? What is the process? Because, you know, again, like we talked about in the last, and in, in the first episode of this, like if you're behind the eight ball, always, it's like, I'm getting it out the door. I'm getting it out the door. Like how much can you get out the door in one week? Like it's, right. it's overwhelming. Right. And I have literally let the pressure off of myself on a lot of this. And I have some visions for how I want to grow my podcast and repurpose it more. And I'm getting to those points, right? But you have got to build those systems into your business. So it's like, who on your team, who out of the three co-owners that you are partnered with, who's got the skill for that? Who's got the time for that? And know that the audio and the video is recorded before the final episode can be, you know, be published based on this. And depending on your time frame of if you're batching and you have 10 episodes done, you have time to do this before they actually publish one per week. So I want to impart building systems for getting that content out of your computer and into the world. YouTube is huge. So you can post your audio with a just a still of your cover art to YouTube. I did that for the first two years before I started doing video episodes. And now I'm 
going back through all the video and I have an editor I'm working with and we're putting the conversations, the full conversations with video up as well. But I still have people who that's where they listen to on YouTube. So I post it there and then I post the video there as well. You can do clips of a video. You know, so many of this Riverside is great for this. Riverside is the software that I use for recording. We're talking on it right now. We talked about this in episode one as well. And all of these softwares now have built-in little editors. So once this video is done recording and it's ready, it's done propagating, I can come in and just be like, make a story, make a YouTube. You can do different clips and things like that. So it's about leaning into your tech as well in this and learning your tools. Like it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You know, I do say, what is the best platform for you? Focus on that. You know, is it Instagram? Then just worry about making reels. And then if you have it made, you can post it on TikTok too. You know what I mean? Because it's the same format type of thing. Don't think you have to do it for everything to start because that's where it gets overwhelming. Where is your audience? And I hate, but that's kind of like depends. It's like saying it depends again, but (laughs) But it's still like, you have to start thinking about where your people are, where are they coming or where do you want to build this community? Do you want to build it on Facebook? Then you're doing horizontal, even though you can still do stories there. It's like you're doing horizontal video type of things versus reels, which is the vertical video. So you want to think about those questions as well. And, you know, there are some amazing softwares out there too. One of my favorites is Meet Edgar, and it is a social media posting service. There's a number of different ones that are similar, and you connect your accounts to them, and then you load in content. And once you get to a certain point, let's say 100 posts you've put in there, it can start to recycle your posts so that like you don't have to post every Monday because something will post because it's in your queue, it's in your library, right, type of thing. And so you can build in services that, you know, for your business, it's about, okay, maybe for our local platform, we want this all the time, right? And there's certain posts that you can do, whether it be marketing, hey, look at the schedule, or sometimes, you know, or just general, like mindset, listen to the podcast type of things. So Those are things to think about too. Like what tools can you employ to help you? And it can get overwhelming. I mean, there's a, there's whole podcast just about that. Right. I know because (laughs) your answer gave me a lot more questions and I know part of it's me exposing my, you know, when you said, Hey, so the Riverside software does allow you to kind of take pieces out, but is that before it went to your production company or when the production company's done producing, does it dump back into Riverside and you can use the fixed one that you're cutting reels out of, or you have to just use yeah, you, the original. Yeah. And they're not the, the production company, I guess I should say, they're not like, uh, unless you're sending it to a video editor, who's like, Oh, I'm changing, uh, you know, I'm adding graphics or something right. in it. You're cutting it from that raw and that's fine. Okay. The production 
people, those editors are, they're taking out ums or spaces or, you know, sometimes we may talk over one another and, you know, they'll separate out the voices uh, type of thing or delete one voice so we only hear the other. And those are things that you can hear in Riverside. So I could just easily say, oh, I'm not going to use the clip where we just talked over each other. Okay. Okay. So that's good. And then that was originally going to be one of my questions too, though. Are there production companies that besides doing the production also give you shorts and reels and things like that, that they, you know, give you multiple formats when they give it back to you and you can work with one company that you give them the raw Riverside and then they're like, okay, boom, here's your podcast. Here's a reel. Here's a whatever. Yep. I, this is depends. You can get whatever you can pay for, right? Like it just ends up being like the one, like a lot of these companies will do all those services. Like I know a company will do that. So if you want to add that on, right? Uh, like I love my company, um, Sound Advice that I work with, they give me snippets. So it's like they listen because they've edited it. And they take out some sound bites so that my VA, Grace, is able to just go and create an audiogram from it and send it to our guest or for me to post, that type of thing. And so it cuts down because it's like, she has to listen to it anyway, but it's like, oh, here's a perfect clip. Boom. You know, type of thing. So yes, some companies do have video editors who can do that as well. Other times you have to find your own, like I... I work with a separate video editor because I was just doing it differently. And so I, I'm kind of going back through things and, and saying, here's some stuff. So, you know, we're, we're, we do the new and the old. And there are so many apps and software now that are so user-friendly. Like, I know I could do more for myself if I, when, you know, when I'm like getting, I have a couple goals. Once I hit my goals, my time frees up, you know? So I'm like, okay, that could be at the end of the year that that's going to be when I dive into that more, right? It's not hard. It's like, shoop, shoop. Okay. <laughs> it's literally pull this line in and pull that line in and trim it. Right. Here's your 15 seconds. <laughs> right. But like you said, it's the going right. through and listening to it and deciding what a good 15 second sliver would be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So it's always yeah, time stamping that, that content. And it's also you having a vision for your brand. What do I want to put out there, right? Like, what is that important snippet that needs to be promoted or that gets promoted and it brings people in and pulls them in to listen to the rest of the episode as well? Awesome. So I think, uh, yeah. And the timestamping piece, like, gosh, I wish I had all the time. I was laughing with... um, I have a girlfriend who we were in the same Facebook group and she wrote, who has a person who has marketing savvy and can take out clips from all these episodes of podcasts and videos. And I was like, I have been searching for that person, right? Like, you know, because, and it's not that my VA can't help or whatever. I just have my own idea about what I want to do. And it's hard to say it. (laughs) It's hard to do it where I'm like, I need, like, I realize that, I do this for my clients and that's a talent that I have because I enjoy it and I'm good at like pulling that content, right? Right. So it's hard to be like, who's that person? I'm that person. Right. Yeah. So build that into your time. I mean, we talked in the last episode, 
three to five hours a week, right? Well, here's another piece. We didn't add the marketing onto that. If you've got to re-listen, if you have an hour-long podcast and you need to go do timestamps for that, and there are other things you can do like to help you along, like you can pull transcripts and they have times markers on them, but you still have to listen. Like, where is that word that's ending that I'm going to start? And, you know, you're like, let me rewind it again. And, you know, to get to that 13 minutes and 51 seconds spot, you know, that's the spot to 14 seconds, 10, 14 minutes, 10. Like those are particular pieces, you know, and they're time consuming. Yeah. It takes time. And then the last question I had for you was just about marketing. Like how do you market? I mean, it's, it's a little tricky, right? Because it itself is marketing for something else, but then you need to market it <laughs> so that people know to go to it so that they learn about what you're marketing. <laughs> totally, totally. And one of the things, I mean, and you can do all the things like you've got to, and I myself, again, can be better at this. There's the, you have to say it all the time. You can't say it enough. You think you say it a lot. I'm already like, I'm three years in. How do you people not know? They don't know. I need to keep saying it. And it's like, you know, you've got to do the story each week and put the graphic up there. You have got to hit people over the head because there's so much coming in. So it's all the little things too, uh, that where you start and then we'll go to some other ideas. So it's putting it in your email signature. It's putting it on all your social platforms with links, you know, I'm a podcaster now, like my, you know, I'm a digital strategist and podcaster, right? Web designer, digital strategist and host of the long game podcast. Like that's my title. So I say that and I repeat that everywhere. And so it's making those smaller changes, changing up all the social media, putting it on that, of course. And then there are some other tactics like you know, truly to get eyes on you, there's only a few ways to do that. Your own audience, cultivating within your own audience. And that, I always think people who are in a local market are really fortunate because you're starting out with like a community that you can market to, right? Right. Like a community who gives a shit. You know what I mean? Like, why should I give a shit? I live in Belgium. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. You know, like you should give a shit because you can walk to my studio. That's why, right? So like local marketing is a gem and there's all these things you can do with SEO and different ways, word of mouth, a lot of local marketing and you can cause a buzz in your community. And even as an international podcaster, like cause a buzz in your community, you know, and get started and get people talking, right? And, you know, so there's building your own audience. There's get in front of other people's audiences. So that's you coming on my podcast. And now everybody's going to follow the link to Soma Value Garden and be like, what African dance class can we check out, Sue? Could you do a virtual one for us? We want to know. You know, like now you're in front of my audience and people are hearing about you and checking you out and following you or learning about your podcast. And you can make a very deliberate effort, much like a PR. I actually did a great interview about using podcasts for PR, basically. And I'll link to that as well, where you're just like you would if you were 
launching a product and I'm trying to get in a magazine or anything, you're just pitching yourselves to podcasts and getting interviews and, and doing all of that. So you're getting in front of other people's audiences. You know, I always tell my clients the best way to do that to start is who do you know? Who are your friends? You know me. I'm like, okay, let's do this. This is a great idea. Right. And we're helping each other because this is, uh, you know, an idea I was fired about to bring this content so you're out right. to everyone. Right. It's helpful to you, right? So here we are helping each other. So you start to think, who's in my circle? Who can help me? Who's going to help widen this message? So get in front of other people's audiences. And then there's always paid advertising. You know, those are the three, your own audience, in front of other people's audience and paid advertising. You know, when you kind of dwindle it all down, that's what it comes down to. Do you want to buy some Instagram ads to be like, hey, people, right. get mindful, listen to the podcast, right? Like, so that's an option. I don't say do that to start necessarily. I mean, you could, you know, there's different, you want to have some traction a little bit and be, so that, that goes out, but those are things to think about. And they can go in different places, right? You can do podcasts. You can do PR to get in front of other people's audiences. You could do a free class for someone somewhere, like a webinar or a talk type of thing. Like there's all kinds of different ways to spin it. And of course, I'm going to tell everybody, work your SEO magic on your website so that people can find you and know what your keywords are so that and this is the glorious piece about local is that you're able to say yoga, Highland Park, New Jersey, right. yoga, New Brunswick, New Jersey, right? It's close enough that you're able to capitalize on people who are doing searches in your area. Like that is such a gem. If you have a brick and mortar style business or you're going to have an event in a certain place, like to really work that. I'm just chuckling, thinking how long it's come since I opened my first studio in 2002 and had to pay for my ad in the yellow pages. <laughs> I know so people even know, I mean, my listeners know what the yellow pages are, but my kids don't. My kids have no idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that big book. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is like, how, sit on when you, oh my gosh, totally. And how times have changed, right? Like, even the naming of our businesses have changed from that because those went alphabetical. So everybody was like, acne yoga studio, because it started with an A (laughs) and people were like, there's so many, (laughs) they don't want to go all the way to S. Right. So (laughs) it's like, we've even opened up a more creative nomenclatures for naming. Yeah. Now that we've gotten away from some of that. You're literally in a book going alphabetical order. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. You're like, everybody's A1, A plus, acne. This is like a realization. (laughs) Like it's the first time I was thinking about that, but yeah, you know, I opened a yoga studio in 2002 and now here I am again, opening one in 2022 and how different that is. Like it literally was exactly 20 years difference, you know? Um, and so, yeah, originally it was getting your thing in the yellow pages and those little, uh, wellness like magazines that were in health food stores and stuff and buying your ads and those getting in those mailers. (laughs) Totally. And it just shows you how you have to shift with the times. Yeah. That's so appreciative of you. But it's the same principles though, you know, good business, 
Same principles of word of mouth marketing, getting yourself out there. Like what is in the community now then if it's not the yellow pages, right? right. Like, okay, it's SEO or what has replaced that? That's your vehicle as well. You know, cause I come from marketing before the internet for right. big businesses, you know, in terms of that. And, and I'm like, yes, we still bought ads in magazines and that was a big deal. But like a lot of this was still just really good business. And I worked in PR. So I called people up. I figured out, I did the research. Who is the right fit for me? I'm going to find out who the person is to talk to. And I'm going to worm my way into their world. You know what right. I mean? I'm going to figure it out without being a jerk, without being, you know, and, and be realistic about it and be right. approachable. And that is the same thing now. It's like, okay, who's the podcast that I need to be on? Right? Like, I'm going to figure that out. Like, how does that help me? How does having certain guests on help you? You then springboard off of that. Right and build your repertoire to get other guests, things like that. So it's having, listen, it's long game. It's having a long, long game. game vision. There you go. <laughs> and it all comes from it's having a, boom. Totally having a long game vision for how you're getting there. Because, you know, unless it's a, a topic that takes off and you're able to really build quickly, like depending on what you're doing, you're going for consistency. It's always going to win for, you know, the consist, the longevity piece. Right. I think that, I think those were all the questions. All right. Have we gone was, through wow. every question? I think so. Wow. All right. We've covered a lot. And now I am telling you all what to do that I don't always do for myself, but I'm telling you it's the right thing. Figure out a way, figure out, a t <laughs> a, you know, hire some people to help you. You know, the marketing piece is the toughest, but I do want to wrap with it's individual as well. If you don't give a crap about LinkedIn and you're not like, don't do it. You don't have to do it. It's about what feels good to you and show up there and show up in your marketing how you want, because that is where the connection is going to happen. The more that you are true to yourself and really true to bringing your content forward, that audience is going to find you. Yeah. So bringing your authentic self forward. And it's great to your point. I don't have to take advantage of all of these different things you've talked about, but it's really wonderful to know what they are so that I can make educated decisions on this piece. I want to hold this piece. I want to pay for this piece. I don't want to pay for whatever it might be but at least I now understand what these different options are and what the kind of payoff or loss might be depending on what you go with. So also helpful. Thank you so much, Sandra. This has been great. Oh, I'm so glad, really. And again, we'll just remind everybody, it's that the North Star is, you know, what are you doing this for? Right? And then not even in a to get paid way. Like, what are you doing this for? Like to express yourself so that, okay. And it's not making money maybe. So maybe I have to make certain decisions based off of that, right? If it is making money, I can make different decisions based off of that. So again, it goes back to understanding where you're at and why you're bringing this forward and out into the world. But it's a super fun, creative endeavor and you get to 
do what you want and reinvent yourself in any way. Like for me, it's been a joy to have you here today, Sue, one of my oldest friends, right? And be like, how do we figure out how to get you on the podcast? Well, here we go, right? <laughs> it's just fun. And this is an enjoyable thing for me. You know, I, I always say that like after my interviews, like I'm high vibing. I am like, that was so much fun. That was so good. Like, that's why I do it. Right. Like for me. Right. You know, I love the conversations. I love the connection. I love what we're bringing forth to my audience. So. So much. All right, everyone. Well, that's it. This is the wrap of episode two, how to podcast. And um, of course, go back and check episode one, if you've missed some of the technical details that we covered in there. And always, I'm available for questions. If there was something that we didn't cover and you want to know about, reach out. All right, everyone, have a great week. Thanks. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more information, links mentioned in this episode, and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on and leave a review. Both of these make a really big difference. All right, until next time, keep playing the long game.